Well, welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And let me tell you what's going on in the crypto front is all of our business is shocking what's unfolded really over recent months and just a uh, drop in the economy when it comes to crypto. But in recent weeks with the revelations around FTX, which look like it is far reaching and there's been a lot written on it. And, and one of the people who's written uh, a significant about it, uh, amount about it is uh, uh, Stephen Zetchik. He, he is with the Washington Post. And uh, as any long-term listener to the show knows, for almost a year now, I've been doing an ongoing series, a weekly series, with the Washington Post reporters, and I love it. I'm a huge fan of the Post. I'm a huge fan of the Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and the reason why is all three of these publications take the news seriously. They really are the only true newspapers of record left in, uh, in a world where almost all media is niche entirely opinion-driven and uh, really light on the information and big on, on uh, opinion. And so I, I really love what they do. They're not saying that they're not opinionated, but they have a sophistication and an approach that doesn't insult the reader and, and uh, really, really a fan. Check out WashingtonPost.com, and I encourage people to look at the work over there, and especially our guests, we're going to have links for at priceofbusiness.com. Stephen, welcome to the program. Uh, real quickly, what you do as far as your beat at the Post. Yeah, so uh, interestingly, my beat is kind of a broader tech beat, uh, looking at uh, it's uh, covering digital frontiers. So it's, it includes crypto, it includes VR, metaverse, AI, and sort of all things forward-looking. Uh, but as you note, the last couple of weeks have been pretty much all FTX and all, uh, all Sam Bankman-Fried all the time. And uh, so you know, here we are, and uh, it's been uh, it's been kind of a roller coaster, and we're just uh, we're just trying to uh, ride the uh, ride all the, uh, <laughs> the the turns and curves in in this story. Yeah, it's a roller coaster that seems to only be going south, though. I mean, uh, talking about something that uh, uh, would upset the stomach. This is really breathtaking, in fact. Um, so talk about how first of all, how long have you been covering these kind of stories? I'm a little interested in that. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, been a tech reporter here for a while. Uh, uh, crypto, I've been kind of doing really since the spring, and and uh, sort of right when I started kind of jumping on this, when a lot of newspapers and uh, outlets started getting interested, uh, a little more interested in it than than they'd been before. There've been kind of all those Super Bowl ads. In fact, it was something that's now come up uh, quite a bit in the FTX uh, uh, bankruptcy aftermath. But uh, kind of dove in for th with that, and then uh, then of course we had the big crash with with uh, some listeners may know with Terra back in May that started driving a lot of values down and then things sort of quieted down again. And the last few weeks we've had this. So uh, just even in the last, gosh, nine or 10 months or so, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty intense time news-wise. Yeah, in, in terms, and by the way, you know, everyone's like, ooh, ah, about tech. Tech's one of those things that quietly has a lot of disasters uh, because, you know, there's so many tech companies and so many new things, and so many of them you know, are like spaghetti thrown against the wall, and they don't really stick. Uh, but there's something different about this. And as someone who's been watching these type of stories for some time professionally like yourself, how big is this story? Yeah, it's a great point, and I think it, it, it is quite big, and, and it's big really for two reasons. It's big for a lot of reasons, but two main reasons stand out in my mind. One is just the, the, the scale of XT, uh, FTX rather itself and what SBF was doing, you know, even though, uh, you know, a lot of people don't invest in crypto, and even if they do, they're not necessarily using FTX. They're using many of 
many of its competitors. Um, but but the cultural sort of uh, resonance of this of this brand ha- has been enormous. I, I don't think you can overstate it. I mean, we're talking about you know the Larry David Super Bowl ad and Tom Brady ads that Steph Curry ads that run run during sports broadcasts. We're talking about anyone who just watched the World Series saw FTX on uh, uh, the umpire shirts. I mean, we're talking about a kind of consumer penetration that you don't see uh, for a lot of other crypto brands. So I think to have a company of this size that had been spending that much money uh, is, uh, you know, go down the way it has is notable uh, to say nothing, of course, of the Washington DC and regulatory side of all this. You know, I have uh, many, many very talented colleagues who cover Capitol Hill and, and regulation. And, and what they all tell me is, you know, this was, you know, Sam Bankman Freed was the, uh, was sort of the, 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 one of the few leading figures in crypto, if not the biggest figure in crypto to be kind of working to get, uh, kind of DC on crypto's side. And, you know, there was a bill he helped, uh, introduce, uh, or, or was instrumental in crafting, uh, and shaping, um, before all this went down. So clearly the governmental kind of implications here are big as well. And then, you know, the second point about in terms of why it's so, it's so big, Kevin, I think is just the contagion effect. You know, we're seeing already a number of companies warning that they're going to have some uh, pretty negative kind of downstream effects from this. You know, BlockFi is a company that uh, has been uh, rumored to be in Chapter 11. They're, they were they were actually ones that were bailed out by FTX and SBF back in the in the late spring, early summer. So I think the contagion effect with other companies uh, really could start cascading through through crypto. And that's another reason this is so significant. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ironic, isn't it, when you think about it, that if you watch a Major League Baseball game, you can't watch a game without seeing FTX, right? Even the umpires are wearing it. And uh, I'm sure that's changing as we speak. Uh, but uh, it, it's ironic that they would put those patches on the uh, referees <laughs> when, they, when they clearly need referees. Yeah, I think, well, I, I think you're onto something there because I was talking about it with, with a source of mine. You know, that was, look, they obviously, you know, they, they, they had the arena in Miami and they've had other, you know, branding kind of installations, if you will. But, but yeah, putting it on, on, on the umpire shirts gives it gravitas that we now see they clearly did not deserve. Yeah, it almost has an Orwellian uh, feel to it if, when I look at it. Um, talk a little bit about this this class action lawsuit. To me, it looks huge, significant, potentially uh, powerful. Uh, they're, they are all going to say they're actors, right, every, every one of these. You know, whatever they did professionally, they're going to call themselves actors. Uh, uh, you know, although I sure have a hard time with that, with uh, Mr. Wonderful of Shark Tank uh, fame, uh, claiming he's only an actor. The guy is uh, worth uh, hundreds of millions. So, but talk about the, the class action lawsuit where they're being lumped in with the, uh, with the founder of FTX in a lawsuit about uh, being ripped off by people who went in, you know, bought into FTX. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And that's just uh, in case to, to fill out a detail or two there. I mean, you know, yesterday or late Tuesday, a class action lawsuit was filed in Florida uh, by David Boyes, a very prominent attorney and some other attorneys uh, who basically were representing one, one particular litigant um, out in Oklahoma, but, but, but saying they're putting together a class action and expect uh, many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands to join. And uh, their argument is exactly that, that, you know, this is not just about SBF going out there and saying, uh, you know, and, and, um, and uh, promoting his, uh, I forget what they call it, but they, uh, they, they, they think they call his practices deceptive and, and uh, laid, laid all sorts of charges at him. But, but they're also saying that this is all of the celebrity endorsers' fault. And we're, we're talking about, again, big athletes like uh, Shaq, uh, Curry, 
Tom Brady, kind of you, you name it, and Naomi Osaka and others, and then actors. Uh, you know, people like Larry David uh, have been implicated. Obviously, he had that big Super Bowl commercial. Uh, Kevin O'Leary is an interesting uh, figure in all this, as you note, and I think it's a really good point. Uh, you know, he's, you know, when Larry David does it, we know he's kidding around, and he actually says he's not into crypto. But Kevin O'Leary is a very respected businessman, and, uh, you know, clearly Shark Tank is a place he has kind of broadened his platform. And so, you know, their argument is that all of these people who are trusted in their way uh, were out there promoting something that they didn't understand, uh, whose payment they didn't disclose, though you could argue that people know that uh, those folks are getting paid, but that that, that was part of the uh, of a kind of duping process here that FTX was engaged in. And we'll see what a court says. A uh, couple of the lawyers I spoke to said uh, they have a feeling that, uh, that it's going to be a pretty tough case to prove uh, celebrity endorsers are, gener- are, are generally kind of uh, seen as, you know, that, that we all sort of know they're paid to, to tout something, and that's not really uh, – there's no real fraud or deception on their part. It's, it's, it's the people at the company. But we'll see. We'll see what everybody says about this. It'll be interesting to see if they had a stake in FTX. That might play a role. Yeah, so I think a couple of them did get paid in crypto, and, and in crypto, uh, you know, that possibly would be, you know, FTT tokens. Um, stakes are certainly uh, – I think, I think O'Leary has said something to that effect about how he was paid. I know Larry David and his team, uh, they asked to be paid in crypto kind of briefly, and then uh, I think one of his partners said they were not set up for that. FTX wasn't to pay – in crypto, so I get the sense most folks were paid in fiat, but uh, but some may have been paid in crypto. And you're right, some might have been given equity as well. Uh, Tom Brady and Giselle uh, certainly were um, uh, extremely, you know, I think brand ambassadors as well, and, and doing all sorts of other stuff. So again, see, seeing the level of entanglement here uh, go beyond just uh, you know a quick check uh, to to something like a stake would not would not be entirely shocking in some cases. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I think you're. I think I agree with you. I mean, it's going to be hard to say, right? I mean, imagine the chilling effect if they were held liable. Uh, you know, in this case, case yeah. uh, you'll you'll never see another celebrity do a commercial again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said that. It's funny. I said that in a meeting uh, we had here at the post. I said to someone, I said, you know, even if like this is dismissed, you know, tomorrow. If I'm if I'm a big celebrity and and I fortunately am not and many of us are not but but for anyone who's kind of thinking about going out there and saying you know buy this product you know I mean look you could say all right well that's just crypto maybe don't do any crypto ads but what if you're promoting a, a food brand or what if you're promoting some something else that gets in trouble and then suddenly you're caught up in it because of uh, just a, a simple endorsement deal you made I think that 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 the scope of this is it really goes beyond just these particular ads or even crypto and tech to as you say, and, and by the way, I don't think anyone needs to be found liable. I think you can just kind of say, well, you know, I make a lot of money. I can make a little bit more money, but there's a risk that I'm going to get caught up in some, in some bad publicity down the road. Is it really worth it? Yeah, you're exactly right. If, if nothing happens from, you know, a fiduciary perspective, if they're not, you know, forced to pay fees or fines or jail time, nothing else, anyone who's looking for a brand representative are going to think twice about any in this pool. Absolutely. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it's fascinating, actually, and sad. And uh, I like you. I like how you said, you know, thank God you're not a celebrity. I'm only a legend <laughs> in my own mind, and I'd like to keep it that way. Because it's dangerous, it's dangerous when you're out there, uh, you know, in celebrity land. Um, what, are your, what are your kind of 
takeaways because you have done so much work. We're going to have links to all your recent articles. But uh, what is your, your thoughts, your takeaways from this uh, experience and what you've seen? Well, it's a, it's a good question. I think a couple come to mind kind of immediately. One is just, uh, you know, the level of oversight on crypto we already know is sort of woefully uh, inadequate. And I think any of us who's covered this space or, or looked at it realizes uh, how many holes there are. You know, even, uh, you know, even basic, basic backstops and controls are not in place. You know, we're talking about, you know, first of all, we're talking about private companies, we're talking about unregulated companies, we're talking about companies that uh, may, even many, <laughs> many people who use the services don't really understand. They don't necessarily understand it technologically uh, or financially. And so, uh, you know, the, the, but but even having sort of understood all that kind of coming in, uh, just from what's, what we're, we're learning so far uh, about how little, uh, just 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 how, how how few checks were in place. I don't know if uh, some listeners may have seen uh, John Ray, who's the CEO, who's been brought in to kind of clean up the mess. He was brought in after Enron. Uh, he just said in a filing that he's never seen a, a level of oversight, uh, uh, kind of neglect, and a lack of controls. And, and a sort of unsophistication in terms of how this company was run, uh, you know, until now. And again, he, he, he oversaw Enron, so he, he knows of what he speaks. Um, this is not someone who's, uh, who's run, uh, you know, who's, who's come in and, and been involved with like super high profile, uh, well run, well executed Fortune 500 companies. We're talking about someone who knows how, how bad this stuff can get. And even he's saying, uh, this is awful. So I think that's one thing that sort of come to mind. And then, and then kind of the second part of that is, you know, kind of where do we go from here? You know, I think when these scandals happen, we all kind of, you know, look look on and say this is terrible, and we, we you know, we try to unearth all the ways there was malfeasance or, or ineptitude, and then we kind of move on with, with the rest of our lives and the rest of our business lives and, and social lives. And I think the question here will be, well, what do we learn from this? You know, what do we learn about other crypto companies and how much oversight is needed? I'm not a regulator. That's for other people to decide. But I think what this is doing is making – making a lot of folks say, you know what, we need to be scrutinizing this a lot more and, and we can't just kind of, uh, you know, learn after the fact how bad it was. So I think that's going to be another kind of implication in all of this is, you know, how much do we want uh, at a governmental level, at a social level, a cultural level to really kind of be on guard for something like this so we, we, we stop it before it happens and not, and not after a lot of people are hurt. Yeah. Uh, Cody Willard is a recurring guest on our show. He's a former anchor on CNBC and Fox Business and very involved in uh, crypto. And he has said for the longest time he doesn't understand because there's already plenty of pre-existing law that can be applied to crypto that for some reason isn't, but is on every other type of financial institute that he doesn't get. And, and, and it needs to happen. Yeah, they need to create new laws, more laws, he says, but there's plenty there. Most of the problem is enforcement. Do you agree with that? Well, I, you know, I, I am not a uh, – there are people uh, who, who know far more about uh, sort of the legal ins and outs and, and, and regulatory uh, mechanisms, and, and it sounds like he's one of them. So I, I, I would be uh, speaking kind of out of turn if I waited on that. One thing I will say, though, is that, um, you know, we have seen some uh, efforts made to regulate – I mean, the industry calls it derogatorily regulation by enforcement – uh, but I think what regulators say is no, we're just we're just regulating. Uh, we're 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 basically just imposing the law that's already there. And and one example of that, and speaking of celebrities, uh, happened last month when Gary Gensler and the SEC uh, came out and and brought a case against Kim Kardashian for promoting a a crypto product on her Instagram feed and and not disclosing how much she was paid. I think 
there was a hashtag ad on it at some point, but 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 there was not sufficient disclosure. She settled that case. She she paid uh, about one point two one point three million dollars in fines, and so you know there have been instances scattered though they may be of of enforcement uh, with existing laws. Uh, that's of course a far cry from. Uh, telling companies what they can and can't do. I will also note, though, to that point, uh, it's not an accident that many of these companies are based offshore. Uh, FTX, of course, headquartered yeah. uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, we see, you know, Binance and, and Crypto.com and some of the other big exchanges also also offshore. And that that in that regard, it does tie the hands of of regulators because uh, they're not U.S. based companies. Yeah. By the way, we did the math. Kim Kardashian has to do one Instagram post. To cover that fine, by the way. <laughs> so you know, yeah, when probably, they say it's slapping the wrist, it kind of like it will. Yeah, not going to hit her in the pocketbook like it in the purse strings like it does uh, the rest of us. But you know, that's, that's yeah, and it's, it's brand tarnishing more than anything, like we talked about with these other celebrities. Yep. Steven Zeitzer, I really appreciate your time. Your articles are are really fantastic. We're going to have links to all your recent ones on FTX. And it's just typical of the great uh, interviews I get from the Washington Post. Thanks for being with us. Excellent, man. Thanks for the great questions. Thank you for having me. I'm Kevin Price. More for you after this.